Listening to Dungeons and Drama Nerds, a podcast exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games. I drink to our demolished house, to all this wickedness, to you, our loneliness together, I raise my glass. And to the dead cold eyes, the lie that has betrayed us, the coarse, brutal world, the fact that God has not saved us. Welcome to Apocalypse World. Oh my god. That's the trailer for the campaign, right? That was such a good poem. I wish our viewers could see our faces because we were all like screaming silently. So good. It was delightful. Uh, We begin, it is May uh, in the year 20XTX. No one really knows what year it is anymore. It has been roughly 50 years since the cataclysm, the event that ended the world as we know it. And we are now in the apocalypse world. We are in an area known as the Fadeaway, built on the remnants of DC, uh, the formerly most powerful city in the world. And uh, it is a vast now wasteland of destroyed buildings, of many skeletons out in the field, cars overturned and things rusting away. It's dirty. It's a little grimy. And everything smells a little bit like death and decay. But this is the place where all of our intrepid heroes and antiheroes and possibly villains, have made home. If you would go around and just say your name real quick and your character's pronouns. Oh, you know what I would also like? I'd love to know what you look like, because I have everyone's names and I have these general ideas, but tell me what you look like. All right, my name is Dexter. Uh, I'm going to be playing as Sidney Thorpe. Um, He is the savvy head. Um, He's a little bit bulkier, I want to say, like, uh, stout, but not, like, portly, like, uh, that's that's how I, usually wearing like a light green tea, something to match his plants. Uh, usually in sweatpants. Pretty chill fellow. Um, yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Percy. I use he him pronouns. I am playing Vance, who uses they them pronouns. Uh, Vance is a hard holder. Uh, they are kind of tall and and slim, like stick stick buggy, uh, wearing a tattered three piece suit that's kind of like a bluish silver color. Um, I have kind of salt and pepper hair and wire framed or wire framed glasses. Hi, I'm Ella. I'm playing uh, Az Honey with they them pronouns. Uh, Az has like short cropped um, coppery hair. They are tall and muscular and femme presenting. Um, really angular and they have a look like that mom look when their kid is on the jungle gym and they're just like waiting for them to fall. Oh, and they have their um, phytotech prosthetic leg courtesy of Sydney. Hi y'all, I'm T. I use she, her, or they, them pronouns. Uh, I am playing Vector. Uh, That is your only name uh, because... uh, that is the time period. Z is androgynous, uh, clean-shaven, pretty much 24-7. Not much bust, uh, though there's a corset that kind of enhances what little there is there. There's a rumor that that corset is made out of human bone, though that is actually not possible the way human anatomy works, but, you know, the rumors are there. Uh, they have a very average build. Uh, hair is shaved on one side, um, and in that shaved, uh, they have a... Like the shaved the pattern of the uh, railway map, 
is shaved into the side of their head. The other side is really long and curly. Uh, they are of Latinx descent, and they have very, very light, like, gray eyes. Excellent. So I wanted to begin today in the Hold of Temptation, which is Vance's Hold. And so uh, to start, can we get the wealth roll that your character must do at the start of a session? It's the first roll of the campaign. Yep. So it's uh, when you roll wealth, that's roll plus hard. That is a nine. A nine. Uh, So you have a surplus going on right now. It looks like things are going pretty well on your hold, but you have one want. What do you think that want is right now? Um, I think, looking at the list of wants, I think the the want is idle. Uh, When your people are in want, they don't have anything useful to do with their time. They occupy themselves with whatever seems diverting. They act on their various threat impulses. So idle. So... Uh, things are going well, but seem, people seem to be a little less productive than you would like in order to keep the hold running. Great. Uh, so we begin as you, uh, it is morning time, and Vance, you are waking up in your room. So do me a favor and tell me what sort of Vance's morning routine is ever since they started this hold. What is What do their mornings look like? Um, I think they, you know, they, they get up, they do... You know, wash face, brush teeth, all that kind of stuff, whatever the apocalypse analog of that is. Although I think Vance is the kind of person who for whom like appearance is very important. So I think they would make a like do whatever they need to do to get whatever personal hygiene products like soap and all that stuff that they would need. Um, So I think they do that. I think they do. They try to spend the first hour or so of their day alone um, before going out into the hold and spending the rest of the day with um, the citizens of, of temptation. Um, so I think it's a lot of, you know, stretch, stretch and, and meditate and, and eat something and spend some time in quiet kind of solitude before heading out and checking on everything in the hold. About, I want to say maybe about 40 to 45 minutes into your sort of morning peaceful time, you hear a knock at your door. I, uh, answer. Uh, do you open it or do you just yell? Um, I think I, I kind of approach the door and go, who is it? Uh, it's Violet. And Violet is your second in command, sort of your administrative lead, who takes care of a lot of your uh, sort of your day to day. It's almost like an executive assistant sort of person. I, I let Violet in. Yeah. And she, uh, she, uh, she opens the door and she says, uh, good morning, sir. Sorry to bug you a little earlier than normal. Um, but you've got several requests coming in today. It looks like... Uh, uh, several people are already clamoring for your attention. Uh, it looks like oh. uh, your lieutenants, uh, Chogan, Haru, and Rita, are requesting you down at the gang room where you're unruly. You're ruly. Actually, they're quite ruly. Uh, they're small <laughs> and ruly. But your your very deadly gang uh, requires some of your attention uh, this morning. They say they have two initiates to the group, um, and they would like you to meet with them just to sort of say hello and welcome them to Temptation. Um, uh, intern Dax... Uh, has been leaving food for your friend Sydney, uh, but we haven't seen him come out of his room in a couple days, and we wanted to have you go check on him, maybe see if he's alive. Oh, I, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. Um, but I, yeah. Um, I, point of order. Also, they took out a notebook and are definitely taking copious notes uh, while Violet is talking. Uh, Honey Malone down in the clinic also has a few things to report. She did, she says she didn't need to take up your time in person, um, but she says that she's noticing an uptick in violent crime occurring. Uh, several of the newer folks coming into temptation seem to have a more violent temperament over the past week. Oh, well, that's no good. No, uh, people are starting to get a little worried and a little um, 
I don't know what the word is. Impertinent? Impetuous? I don't know. One of those. Um, but there's a little bit of unrest. And lastly, um, Jericho down in the chapel said he needed to speak with you. Something about a premonition. I don't know what that could be, but that sounds ominous. Um, do you need anything from me? Can I do anything for you? Uh, no, I'm today's inventory day. So I'm going to be taking stock of everything in your, um, in, in the hole today and making sure that, you know, and make sure that the orders are placed with the various other holds in the area to make sure that we're Thank well you. stocked. Um, uh, our, our surplus looks good. I think we have a little bit of extra right now. So let me know if you want anything on special order from anywhere else. Sure. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll get back to you later in the day. Great. Uh, take care. Sorry to bug you so early. Bye. No, of course. No worries. Um, okay. <laughs> yes, I love, I love Violet. <laughs> I definitely could not function without her. All right. So where would you like to go first? I am interested in what the premonition is, but I think Vance's first instinct is to go check on Sydney. Great. Um, so then let's uh, quick cut over to Sydney. Sydney, what does your morning, quote unquote, morning look like? Uh, my mornings usually go from whenever I wake up until four hours after I wake up. Um, and usually I'll eat a couple things, um, maybe do a little research Usually I'm growing some form of hybrid of fruit, so today I'm eating a tomato pomegranate. It is as gross as it sounds, and is, yeah, it's twice as staining as a normal tomato or a normal pomegranate. There's no practical function for that, but we have them now. Uh, great. So at, at some point, I want to say you'll have gone to your door, and there will be a tray of food sitting there, You a little breakfast food. Um and it looks like uh, someone has left a tray for you with a note. Ooh, food. All right. Uh, excellent. I haven't had anything other than vegetables for a couple days, but this is still from the outside. So I'm going to carefully, with my fingers, I'm going to pinch the plate and I'm going to bring it on the inside. And then I'm going to shove it into a corner that is labeled with outside stuff. And it's like... It's got, there's tape around that section on the floor, like kind of like a crime scene, except for it's for things that go outside. So I'm going to leave that there. No cross-contamination. I totally get it. There is, you have no idea how this leftover poached chicken and cheesy risotto will interact with your tomato granites. Exactly. So I'll, I'll leave that there and I will take the note and I will put it somewhere and hopefully not forget it. Roll to forget. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, not today. Um, your note will so be sitting mean. there. Um, so as you are going about what, so you're experimenting on tomato granites. What else are you up to at the moment? What are some of your projects that are going on? A couple of the things that I'm like a macro project. So like on a large scale, I'm working on the, the roots of this cherry tree that we have here in, in Vance's holding. And I'm trying to map out a really large spy network so we can tell if we're about to be attacked or if we're about to be betrayed by someone. Um, on the other hand, I've also got a couple extra prosthetics and some other like phytotech uh, appendages lying around, and I'm trying to figure out if I can create a neural network out of plants using their like xylem and phloem. So that's those are the two big things I'm working on. Well, let's see what happens if we roll things speak to see how your examinations are going. It's a little fast and loose on it, um, but. Let's see how it goes, because maybe you open your brain to the world sidekick maelstrom today. Who knows? Sounds good. Here goes the roll. 
right? That's a nine. And then I have plus two weird. So that's uh, 11. Oh, great. So you can ask three of the questions there. Who handled this last before me? Who made this? What strong emotions have been most recently nearby this? What words have been said most recently nearby this? And what has been done most recently with this or to this? Or what's wrong with this? And how might I fix it? And so this is in regards to your cherry tree spy network. I'll go with um, what words have been said most recently nearby this, because I feel like I could be validated very quickly. Or I'll do I'll do that one. I'll do uh, who what has been done most recently with this or to this. And then I'll do what's wrong with this and how might I fix it? Because I imagine it's not perfect. So I think with the what words have been said most recently near this, I think as you're examining it, uh, how does what does it look like when you examine it as you're rolling plus weird? You are handling and examining this interesting tree. So Sydney uh, is usually like all up in this tree's business. Like he is climbing, hanging from it. Um, rest. If he's resting, it'll usually be it'll be in one of the boughs. He'll just be sleeping there. Sometimes he'll fall. That's okay. Not the tree's fault. It was mine. Um, so yeah, lots of uh, physical, personal interaction with this tree, but not like weird, except for a little weird. You know, like weird character-wise. I think uh, you will get for what words have been said most recently by this. I think the thing you'll weirdly hear out loud in sort of a soft voice is i hope he enjoys today's food and uh what has been done most recently to this uh i i think you're used to your tampering but you will notice that someone has also been examining the work curiously with a uh with a real sense of curiosity and a great care not to disrupt anything you've done more like just a very close study of it and what's wrong with it right now as a neural, as sort of a spy neural network is that while it has means of receiving information, you don't have any good means of output right now. Like you, let's say you've tried putting it to like a printer or a computer screen and it just sort of comes out in the secret language of plants and not something translatable by human eyes or ears. And so you can get a lot of data from it as a spy network, but the data is currently indecipherable. So I think you need to find a way to translate tree, some Japanese tree speak into common English. Classic Cherry. She's always so cryptic. So yeah, so um, you are getting some stuff that has come off of the sort of psychic imprint on the tree, but everything from the tree itself seems to be in gibberish. So uh, Sydney will take the letter and he'll climb up into the tree with his tomato granite um, and he'll like hang upside down and just like uh, open it, smell it, see what it's about, taste it a little bit, but not too much. It has been outside recently. Yeah, it's like Beast meets Basil of Baker Street, right? <laughs> and so I think you, as you sort of, as you smell it and you're examining this thing, it smells like temptation you know it has all this so the paper is locally sourced um uh it tastes a little bit like garbage because everything has tastes a little bit like garbage in this world right now um and as you do you read the note at all or do you just use your other senses on it which is totally fine 
I think I'll save reading the note for later. I feel like I've experienced enough of this letter already, just in this moment. Yeah, I think you run your hands over it and you smudge some of the ink a little bit so you know the paper is not super good quality, nor is the ink. You get a lot of sensory details about it, but zero information because you didn't read the note yet. I'll take a clothespin and, like, pin it to my shirt so I don't forget it later. Great, okay. And it is at this moment you, uh, Vance, you are approaching the door to the lab. Uh, I will knock on the door in like, I think we have like a special, like a special knock, but it's not shaving a haircut because that is hackneyed. Oh, Vance, it's open. Uh, I I come in. Hey, uh, Sydney, uh, Violet told me no one, no one has seen you for a couple days. I just wanted to check in, make sure you're okay. Well, what are you talking about? I just saw you yesterday. Like a couple hours ago, I, I I probably was only asleep for like three hours at best. I was really like racking my brains about these plants, you know. How's the tree? Oh, it's good. It's really good. Hey, Except for what? she's still talking in languages that I don't understand. But other than that, she, she's doing great. Bonjour. We'll crack it. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, there she goes again. I can't understand that. Um. I'm gonna point. What? What's that on your shirt? Oh, uh, it's tomato granite stains. Sorry, I'm a little oh, the... uh, unkempt. You can have some if you want. I would. I would love that. I actually meant that. What's that piece of paper? Oh, this is a. Oh, it's a. Actually, I don't know. I tasted it. Tasted a little bit like garbage. So uh, I need to write that down somewhere. Actually, do you have a pen? I actually have this paper right here that you're asking about that I can write it on. Uh, also, it smells like here, so I'm inclined to trust it already, which is good. This is progress for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I have. Uh, I, I hand him a pen. Excellent. I write on the letter, tastes like garbage. Anyway, it just seems like a piece of paper. I guess I could check if it has... Oh. There's huh. writing on the other side. Huh. And the writing says, <laughs> Troka's coming into town. You have an appointment with AZ Honey. Oh, hey, 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 Troka's coming into town. At oh, least that's no. what this letter says. I did say I could trust it earlier because it smelled like here. So mm-hmm. it's probably true. Oh, boy. I... I'd love to stay. I have a lot on my plate today, and if Troka's coming into town, I should probably take care of all that sooner rather than later. Oh, no, no, no. You gotta... Oh, oh, I kind of want to go with you, but you know how I like the sun. It's out. I love love it. It's bright. It feeds my plants, but I like it when it's out there, and I like it when I'm in here. Oh, this is such a tough decision. Oh, it's all stuff in in the hole. Like, we'll stay inside. Okay. Okay, yeah, uh, this is good. I'll use, I'll channel my positive energy. I'll, I'll go with you, yeah. Uh, but and if it gets we'll back too we'll... dangerous, yeah. don't worry, I will run back here. I i am not worried, and when we're done, we can come back and taste the, uh, taste the tomato granites. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay um, let's go check in with, um, with the, with the armory and with the, with the gang. Great. So you head on down to the gang, um, to the army location, which is also your garage, your garage, uh, with your two 
vehicles and two combat vehicles, all of whom are not great vehicles, but they sure do function. They sure do. Um, so you enter and your lieutenants seem to be having your grunts running around right now sort of in a training exercise. And when they see you come in, they all fall to attention. You see uh, Chogun, who is your, your resident battle babe, uh, Haru, who is your resident gun gun lugger, gunslinger, and Rita, your driver, your top driver, uh, line up and they all sort of fall to attention at your command. Uh, Adios, I heard you needed to speak with me. They go, uh, Chogun steps forward and says, well, uh, we have two initiates here. And he points you out to uh, to the two newbies who are sort of at the end of the lineup. And uh, one of the things I sort of set up for your, your gang is that they all have code names. And so, Aww. yeah, so the ones you currently have are Zero, Wraith, Blank, Seraph, Talon, Blazer, Rogue, Archangel, Shepherd, and Saber. And the two initiates, Emmett Royal and Mackenzie Dorcas... Uh, both have passed all our initiate tests. They passed their tests as of today. And they require you to give them new code names. What should their call signs be? Oh, man. <laughs> as your gang, they're ready to serve you and to jump into battle for you. Whoa, they passed all your tests? Man, those tests are rigorous. I can't believe they, they did it. Only, Only the best. They're tenacious, like bamboo or dandelions or something i think we'll go with uh eagle and dancer great uh newly christened eagle goes to shake your hand and all smiles like all super pleased to be part of the group uh dancer one former Mackenzie dorcas uh goes to shake your hand as well but is much cooler about it and gives you you know looks you directly in the eye not really all smiles but sort of a very intent she has a very intent look on her face. Thank you so much for for joining for joining our hold. Uh, may I ask what what drew you here? Uh, she'll sort of shrug and says, "You know, I'm sort of, I guess, a thrill seeker, for lack of a better, you know, I, I like the idea that this is a place where you come to be your best self, and I think this is where I can find my best self." Well, I'm happy to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and she nods slowly and, you know, withdraws her hand a little bit as if she's not super keen on the elongated contact. <laughs> Fair. Um, awesome. I'll turn to, I'll turn to Chogun and just any, anything else you need from me? He goes, uh, yeah, there seems to be a little bit of intel from the junkway says that there's a lot of rustling going on just outside the walls in some of the raider settlements and there appears to be an equal number of stuff riling up around here inside the walls as well so don't know what's going on but there's a lot of unrest out there so we're on standby for deployment at a moment's notice might not be the worst idea to send out a couple scouts i'll leave it up to you but that's great sounds like a perfect first mission for our newbies and we'll send them with a more seasoned person how about excellent thank you so much so they're going to go scout out the area, uh, scout out the area specifically around Temptation to see if anything is riled up around here. And uh, Chogun, as they're as you're leaving, is go, oh, hey, uh, yeah, I heard Troke is coming into town. Do you need some extra security posted up? Yes, please. You got it. You're the best. <laughs> Salute. And uh, with that, I would actually like to cut over to Troka for the time being. Uh, so let's start with Vector. Vector, as we rewind in time slightly, what does your morning look like? So my morning is 
It starts typically the same every morning. I peel myself away from whatever body I slept with the night before. There's a lot of them, and it's almost never the same person from day to day. Uh, So uh, peeling myself away from whatever sticky human or other is next to me. And um, uh, I move it to the front uh, feed spot. There's a small repository of food for spot. Not going to say it's human bodies in the cockpit area of the train car. Not going to say it's not. And yeah, so uh, wake up, feed spot. Uh, We only stop really when it's feeding time. The car is almost always moving unless we dock somewhere. And then I think I go and uh, one of the things that Troka has as a feature of it is sex work. Um, So we've got sex workers and... Their whole job is to get information and to, like, glean little secrets and facts from people uh, because the people who come to Trogar are the people who think they can, like, withstand that, who are like, oh, I'm too good or too smart or too masculine or whatever it may be to get information pumped out of me. And so uh, my sex workers do a really good job of, like, getting that information out of them. So I think I go and, like, get a report from the night before from the head of the workers to get some information. Uh, the head of the workers. Do I did not name them. Let's give them a name. Uh, <laughs> I like how my brain went to Polixena, so let's go with that. Perfect. Um, so Polixena, a uh, trans woman, sits you down, and she says, uh, you know, business is... A little slow as we're heading into temptation, but we're hoping things will pick up there. Really, the most interesting thing is uh, one of our gentleman clients, a man named Borug, has been, um, he's been fighting in your, your fighting car and is currently what we, I think what we call a streaker, as it were. Um, he's, he survived several fights in a row, but the most interesting thing about him is that I think he knows the rules of this place and he's just volunteering information in order to stay. Interesting. Where did we pick him up? We picked him up just uh, after General Yang left at the Junkway. Huh. But uh looks like some of the secrets he'd been passing on to us, it's, it's almost as if he wants them to get out. Um, But one of them is that raiders have been one by one infiltrating the fadeaway from the Elysian Fields, congregating somewhere in the fadeaway. Uh, target is of yet unknown, but they seem to be mobilizing. His other secret which is a really sort of fascinating one. It was kind of cute. Um, but he says that up at uh, the ruins of American University, uh, the villagers there have a strange-looking tree that no one's seen before. Interesting. Well, good thing we're heading over towards uh, Temptation, because I think I know two people who might be interested in that, that those pieces of information. Oh, is it that sweetheart, Sydney? I mean, he's one of them. But maybe I should let uh, AZ be the one to carry that message. You know that they are friends, as it were. Mm. Yeah, but Boruga, actually, as it would stand, looks like he's going to be the first one up to fight today. Great. Maybe I'll just pop in and watch for a little bit. I think you should. Um, yeah, so if you pop on over there, AZ is standing there. Uh, sort of posted up in the bouncer position looking over the fight to make sure things don't get too, too rowdy in the car. Good old breakfast brawl happening. Uh, AZ, what does your morning look like as we rewind to catch up with you? Um, I, immediately after waking up, spend about half an hour doing um, 
breathing exercises, meditation, and um, some, some, some light exercise. My big workout is later in the day. I don't sleep with my uh, fighter tech leg. I, so after I've done my breathing, I put it on to be able to do my physical exercises. I usually eat a big breakfast, like imagine like a McDonald's big breakfast, like being eaten out of my hand over the first match. Uh, I usually don't leave my room until there's something to do. Or something to eat early in the so, day. Yeah, so you you've gathered your breakfast today. Um, it's yeah. it's a little sloppy. You all seem to be running pretty low on supplies, which is probably why you're stopping into temptation. It's like, <laughs> and you know how you're at like the last day before grocery shopping. You've got like, man, I've got some rice and some beans and some onions. So I guess I'm eating rice, beans, and onions today. That's I think that's roughly where you are all beginning to on food wise. You have the money for it. You've been raking in the money and the secrets, but supplies themselves are low. And so you step into the sort of the the ring car, the the fight car. There is this uh, tall, tall man in the center of the ring. Not like not super, maybe like six four, six five. Like not super tall, but he's you know pretty jacked. Um, and you watch as the he's fighting someone you know much more average height, but also like someone who's like super macho and like ready to go. And the fight is over super quickly. The big man just takes him down in just a show of brutality. And as soon as the fight ends, you watch as his demeanor sort of shifts back into the sort of like slouched posture. He looks not bored, but almost timid as he leaves the mm-hmm. ring to cheers. Like he doesn't, he seems to sort of shy away a little bit from all the the excitement. And he actually goes and just sort of takes a seat as like, even as people are like booing at him for fighting too quickly, you know, <laughs> just from the brief way you watched him fight you do recognize a lot of the techniques passed down from the junk way where you were brought up mm-hmm. not showy he's trained to be efficient mm-hmm. but yeah and so he goes ahead and sits down and i think just as the match ends is when vector enters to watch the match mm. okay i want to go chat with the guy but instead as soon as i see vector i just say eggs yeah, I know. It's on the list. I promise we're going to get them. Uh, last time we had, uh, we're stopping literally today. So um, I would love it if you could like chill for like 45 minutes. Like so soon I will get you a full omelet bar the second we get into temptation. I will hold you to that. Great. That's, you know... Love your straightforward attitude and your absolute tact when requesting things. That's why you, you know. keep me around. Yeah. Uh, I also keep you around to pass messages. Um, not You don't have to, but your your friend, um, oh, uh, Sybil, Sid, Sid something, something, Sydney, Sydney. Um, Sydney, uh, might want to know that, um, at American University, or what used to be American University, they've got a new tree. Um, something that we've never seen before. Just some information that was passed down. I figured you're probably going to see him. I know that when we go to Temptation, you typically stop in. So, just wanted you to know. I do have a second request for you. Two requests, no eggs. (laughs) <laughs> uh, 
uh, Z smiles and Z is like, okay, fine. I have three eggs in my personal supply and I will bring some over. Thank you, baby. Of course. Now, I will give you these eggs, but (laughs) I am interested in the man who just fought. He's new. He's dangerous. And he's a good fighter. And personally, I love repeat performers, but he's not fun to watch because he's too quick. I was thinking maybe like right when we arrive in a temptation, we could bump the schedule, put him up again and put him up against you and have the two of you go head to head. Izzy lifts an eyebrow, sighs heavily for a show. I mean, it'll be the most exciting show we've had in quite some time. And I figure if we're arriving at Temptation, we might as well give the crowd something fun to watch. If you want the guy gone, I don't have to beat him. He can be gone. Oh, I don't want the guy gone. I want the guy handled. It's not about finishing the job. It's about taking him down a peg and reminding him just who runs this place, which is me. And then after me, it's you. Which is why I get your eggs. Which is why you get my eggs. Yeah, I'll talk to him. You got a name? Baroog. Great. Do you have the everybody eats even that guy move? Oh, absolutely I do. Would you like to roll? Yes, I would. Let me read it out loud so we, people can hear it. Uh, when you want something, when you want to know something about someone important, your call, roll plus hot. On a hit, you can ask the MC questions. On a 10 plus, ask three. On a seven to nine, ask one. Uh, so we're going to roll. And my hot is, oh, my hot's plus two. That's not too bad. That is a 10 on the dice, so 12 total. Damn, that's a great roll. Um, yeah, I'm not complaining about that. <laughs> Uh, let's start with how could I get to them physically or emotionally? How can you get to them physically or emotionally? I'm leaning towards emotionally because they are literally right there. But, uh, if you want to answer physically, they are right there. So So physically, it's right there. You could probably just approach. Um, but I think the answer is actually the same for emotionally. I think you can literally just talk to him. Okay. Like he, you, you get the read that he is quiet, but not because he doesn't have anything to say. Cool, cool, cool. Who do they know, like, and or trust? Uh, who do they know? They know one of your regular clientele, General Yang. Um, like and or trust? Tricky question. Because <laughs> I don't cool. think they know. Perfect. I'll talk to them about that. Uh, I don't think I need to spend that third question. Um, I'm getting a general vibe of how they're doing. I don't necessarily need to know who or what they love best at this point. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to we'll toss the third question. Just use the two. Then, yeah, you and AZ Honey are there, and Baruch is seated. Uh, I think as you look around the room also, you're going to see your devoted regulars, Laura and the Hellcat. The Hellcat appears to be sort of screeching to anyone who will listen about how quick that fight was and how that was no fun to watch, even if she did make some good money off of it, off the gambling. And uh, Laura is also nearby, you know, sort of, I think she's sipping, like, 
Earl Grey from her personal stock and just sort of enjoying the morning rowdiness of the car. Perfect. I love Lara. Lara is a star. The Hellcat I could handle without, but, you know, it's fine. I mean, she's called the Hellcat. (laughs) Um, I think I just, like, look around and realizing that everything is kind of taken care of, uh, that there's no, like, major crises that need to be handled. I don't want to be around when... Um, AZ goes and talks to Baruch, so I think I'm just going to, like, conveniently make my way out of the train car. When you say that the man that Baruch was fighting was taken down quickly and efficiently, is he still alive, or is he, like, dead? No, he's, like, dead. He's definitely food for spot. Cool, yeah, I'm going to take him out of there, then. (laughs) Great. Perfect. All right. Uh, So, AZ, what would you like to do? I'm going to stroll over to Baruch. Uh, I'm going to, I don't sit down, I just stand in front of him, and I spend about three long seconds looking at him, waiting for him to say something, and then I try, uh, you ever try falling? And, uh, you get the sense that for the same three seconds, he's sizing you up in exactly the same way. Like, he's looking sort of, you, like, not rising to meet you, but looking at you a little sidelong. But you you recognize that soft focus. He is already tr- figuring out how to defend himself from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you ever try falling, and he goes, uh, not typically a fan. I think the first thing you notice that when he speaks is that his teeth are sharpened into points. Mm. It's fun once you try it a few times. You got a lot of meat on your backside, plenty of cushion. You get more tips if you fall and get back up. They like to see you get back up. He nods and he goes, I'll take your advice. Am I not fighting well? No, you're our best fighter, but you're not doing a show. Oh, I thought I thought we're here to fight. You are here to fight. But like I said, people like to see you get back up. They like to see you struggle. There aren't, obviously, many people here who can give you a struggle, so congratulations. But no one's really here to see how well you can fight. They want to see how well you struggle. I want to see how well you struggle. What is the apocalypse version of a persuasion roll? Let me find that real quick. (laughs) Can you please roll to seduce or manipulate? So that would be roll plus hot? Ooh, the five. A five? Go ahead and mark experience. First one. That's my favorite thing about the Powered by Apocalypse things. You you level up by fucking up. (laughs) You know, he, while he appreciates your straightforwardness and your lack of tact, I think he sort of gives you a confused look and says, uh, I'll be sure to try it out sometime. Do you like falling? (laughs) Izzy thinks for a little while. They've never actually been asked this question, and they didn't expect their words to be turned back on them. They don't really think about their words much. (laughs) They said, no. That's why I don't fight. That's why I keep the rules. And so he he gives sort of a quiet, contemplative nod, and then offers to buy you a drink for your advice. After my shift. He nods, and he goes... Uh, how long do you think before we're in temptation? Hmm, 40, probably. 20 minutes. 
think I'll save my strength then for another fight when we get there. Just you know, yeah. trying to, and uh, as you see, he looks uh, from winning his fight. He sort of picks up some of his winnings as well. A pretty sizable chunk of uh, keys is handed over to him in a little plastic baggie, and he sort of tucks those away into his little bag there, and then go move. He excuse excuse me, and he goes to his locker to lock it all up because no one would just leave their bag open with keys and troca. That's foolish. Um, but yeah, so he sort of awkwardly shuffles away from you. Um, you know, whatever grace he had while fighting sort of does not translate well to civilian life. But yeah, that's Boruk. Uh, Vector, you got that he was very, very, like, outside of the ring. Front. He's kind of a gentle giant, and he is very popular with your sex workers. Vector. I fully don't trust him whatsoever. I, d- d- the least trustworthy person in here. If you come in here screaming and fighting and, like, throwing punches immediately walking in... Then yeah, absolutely, I'm on your team. But this sweetheart, I'm like, no, you're hiding something. I need to know what you actually are thinking. Yeah, that's what that was my great hope. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he he's just gonna chill and wait. So it is not too terribly long. I think 40 minutes goes by as pretty quickly. There's a couple other matches there that are honestly more interesting to watch because the people are more evenly matched and have much less technique. So it's it's sort of like just kind of a hoot watching two people just kind of flail at each other. It's more almost comical. And before long, uh, you get a you hear a grumble from Spot up front that signifies that they're approaching Temptation. And uh, we shift back over to Sydney and Percy, who are moving through the hold. And Percy, you you see the big, lumbering, lion-like demon walking towards <laughs> through the tunnels and slowly grinding to a halt as there's a big screech as Troka appears. <sighs> you see Chogun and a couple of your best fighters are already lined up and ready to keep the peace in the area, but... You can sense, the two of you can sense a palpable excitement now that Troka has arrived. Yeah, you can tell that Sydney is, like, taking steps back at a time. He's just like, right, I'm excited to see some of the people that I know, but also I'm not excited about everything else about I reach behind Troka. me and I just kind of grab Sydney's elbow. Not in, like, a forceful way, but just like a, like my hand is there. Um, let's go greet them, shall we? If you say so. I kind of turn around and make gentle eye contact and just say, it'll be okay. Sydney just like nods and he's just like. Okay, I guide Sydney over toward the, um, where they would come out of the the door. The door is the word that I'm looking for. It's not a great word when you think about it, door. <laughs> um, but from there, so uh, AZ, I, th- I think you're always the first one off uh, the train. Not out of mm-hmm. excitement, but sort of out of like, scanning, scanning. Are there any immediate okay. dangers? You know, you're the bouncer. Okay. Um, and I think the first thing you see is Vance and Sydney approaching. Sydney okay. in sort of toe by the elbow. Uh, I yell out, hey kid. I got a weird tree for ya. Kid? Aw. Oh, I thought we talked about this. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm ten years older than you or something like that. <laughs> Sydney, focus. Oh, right. 
What did what did they say? Something about something new. A tree. Oh, what? No. I kind of shepherd him towards AZ. <laughs> You can see Sydney is, like, torn between, like, really wanting to hug AZ Honey, but then being like, that's a whole lot of outside right there. So then he doesn't. And then he's like, yay, still. Like, he's, like, reaching out for the hug, but brings it back in and, like, hugs himself. He's like, all right, this is, that's how this was supposed to go. Anyway, you said there's a new tree. Come on, let's go back to my room. I can fix up your prosthetic. I can see what's happened. I, has it been good for you? And also, what do you mean there's a new tree? Like All just right. a new tree? Like just a one tree? Or it's like a new species of tree. Number one, good choice on the no hug. Number two, I'll be by later. I haven't been wearing it to sleep. It's been giving me shitty fucked up dreams. Number three, I don't know. It's a weird ass tree, American University. Whoa. Weird dreams. Sydney like starts. Uh, he like looks around for a, a piece of paper to write things down on. Realizes he doesn't have one, but still has the pen from Vance earlier, and starts like scribbling on his shirt. That a oh, weird dreams prosthetic. Oh, okay. And uh, also, I have breakfast from this morning in case you're hungry. I will see you now. Excellent. <laughs> Great. And Vance and Vector, you find yourselves face to face. Yeah, so when after AZ is gone and like cleared the way, uh two of the workers like roll out this like gold satin carpet and it's gaudy and horrible. And I like stroll out, just strutting comfortably down this golden carpet. And I'm like, Vance, hi. Vector, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's a pleasure for us to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. How are things? How is everything? Things are good. Uh, things have been things have been great here in the hold. Uh, folks have been getting a little restless, so I'm happy happy they'll have something to do. Absolutely. You know, we are the height of entertainment for the fadeaway. Sure. <laughs> uh, and I think I like kind of give Vance this like intense look. Because I think we have this conversation pretty much every time of, like, Troka is high art. And you're like, Troka is just people beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> um, but I... Uh, Good old fight and fuck. <laughs> exactly. I'm <laughs> um, like, before we get down to too much social stuff, we do have to restock. And also, there's a pretty exciting fight, though my main fighter who I was going to just watch just left. So maybe there's not a big fight. Um, We'll put up signs. There's a big fight coming. Sure. Uh, You'll feel a speaking... tap on your shoulder. <laughs> I turn. Uh, and it's Borug and he goes, am, am I the big fight? Well, I was gonna have you and AZ have just like a quick little skirmish just to like see how things go. Just to get a crowd in. You don't have to kill each other. You could just throw some punches, spatter some blood, break a tooth or two, you know. Is that what they meant by falling? Uh, I assume so. We didn't talk about anything ahead of time, if that's what you mean. How much for the fight? Uh, well, let's put it this way. 
we'll pay you room and board as long as you are on Troka from this trip to Temptation back. So if you want to stay for however long that ends up being, you do well in the fight and we can talk about it. Is there any way I could just get a stipend? I was hoping to rent a room here in Temptation. I could probably do you one better. Vance, I bet Mm. you could probably hook my friend here up with a really lovely room, couldn't you? Tell me about yourself. What's your name? My name is Borug. Vance. And you're also going to see when he sort of offers a very small smile that his teeth are sharpened. I don't love that. I tell me, tell me about yourself. Uh, let's go ahead and get a, a quick manipulate on some on this person. Oh boy, it's not mean manipulation, but just see if he, he he trusts you enough to open up very quickly. Okay, that is a seven, and that is a highlighted stat, so I will mark uh, experience. So yeah, he'll go along with this. Uh, so go ahead and mark experience again. <laughs> Uh, to experience, and he'll he'll tell you that he uh, has recently left the junkway. Um, mm. In fact, uh, when he hopped on Troka, it was just the most convenient and safest way to get to Temptation. And also, he had been fighting on Troka to make money to purchase a room here somewhere in Temptation, looking to start a new life. Okay. Um, is Violet around? Uh, Violet is not currently around. Violet is probably back at your office mm-hmm. okay um i'll turn to, to vector and i'll say go ahead and, and restock you know you know where everything is and i assume that i have like a person in our storage hold who will prevent uh zero from taking all the things yeah you, you'll have a quartermaster there but also i think <laughs> one, of, one of your gang will also accompany vector yeah uh but i yeah shepherd will that is shepherd's job is to shepherd people around boom um, and I'll talk, I'll turn back to, to Borug and I'll just walk with me. I'll show you, I'll show you around. Or actually let's start with, a uh, uh, Sydney and AZ heading back to Sydney's lab <laughs> laboratory. Oh, I am so excited that you're both here. It's been so long since I got to see you last. What's it been like two days? Probably maybe like even three days, huh? Guess it's been a yeah, of course. Actually, uh, and then as we get into the into the lab, like I, I feel like I'm doing this very systematically. Like I shepherd both of us uh, into the same like space that I had before. That's taped with like outside stuff, and like there's the plate of food there still. And then suddenly, like a jet of air just like washes over the both of us. Great. Now we're clean. Here's this food. It's probably a little bit cold, but it's still very delicious. Vance is doing really good right now. I haven't really seen. I haven't really been outside. Anyway, here's also this plamango, and it's like this purple mango that you can just take bites into. Uh, I also made an avocado, but those aren't quite as delicious. I don't know what I was thinking putting avocados and bananas together, to be completely honest. I also ran out of tomato granites this morning, so if you were hoping for that, uh, this is just not going to happen. Anyway, tell me what's going on. What's going on with you? And you can tell that Sydney's not really looking at your face. Like, Sydney is, like, asking your leg, your prosthetic. I sit down next to the breakfast tray, take my leg off, hand it to him, and start eating pancakes by the fistful. Wow, you must be really hungry. All right, leggy, let's see what's going on with you. 
right. Uh, and he checks his shirt. Right. Weird nightmares. I didn't put that in. Hmm. That's very disturbing. When are you getting these nightmares? At night. Whoa. And is it when you're sleeping also? Yes. Okay. All right. That's two things we can check off right there. Sleeping and nightmares. Uh, and is it while you're wearing the leg or when you're not wearing the leg? It's only when I'm hooked into it. Hooked into the leg while you're sleeping. All right. Um, I think I'd like to use my workspace to kind of figure out what's going on with AC's leg. So, GM. Yes, I'm pulling up your sheet. I'm going to say, sure, no problem, but it's going to mean exposing yourself plus colleagues to serious danger. I think you're going to have to add another set of, like, tech tech, like regular old world tech to in order to sort of investigate it. Because I think what will happen at first is uh, you'll investigate the leg and what you're going to get is a lot more of the same sort of uh, plant speech that makes no sense to you right now. So I think... You're going to expose yourself to a little bit of danger somehow with Phytotech in order to investigate it. But as you do investigate it, I think the first thing you realize is you need to figure out some translation software. That's been the biggest barrier. Okay, I think I can figure this out, but I need those aforementioned things. And also it might be a little bit dangerous, but, you know, uh, danger is the mother of success, as they say. Uh, Is Sydney saying this out loud? Oh, he's mumbling. He's always mumbling. But yes, out loud. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'll need you to stay for a while. So it's a good thing that Troka just docked. You can have that space over there. And he points to like where there's like a server, but also there are plants growing out of the server. Uh, it's slightly comfortable, but like also, if you think about it, it's not comfortable. So, you know, your choice. Uh, there's also, I'm sure fans can find a place for you to stay too, but I would advise um, not wearing it while you're sleeping so you don't have the nightmares. Until yeah. I can figure this out, of course. And then well, you can sleep in it all you want. How long is this going to take? I got to fight in a little bit. Ooh. Well, you won't be sleeping during the fight, hopefully. So that's that's probably a good thing already. Checkbox yeah, on good plan. thing. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Well, it depends. I need some more, some more like old world weird ass electronica, you know, like the stuff I've got around here, except for just more of it. Cause, uh, I can't really understand what the plants are telling me right now. They're, they're converse. They're trying to converse with me, but I'm not on their wavelength. You know, you feel me? Listen, kid, I appreciate the approach that you're trying to take to this, but maybe I should just plug back in and come back later oh yeah for sure for sure let me just dig around do some research all right i eat for a while and uh at some point i shout over hey what's vance got a stick up their ass about these days hmm well there seems to be something going on uh, we just got new recruits, so Vance definitely doesn't have a stick up their ass about that. In fact, Vance was very excited about these new recruits. Dancer and Eagle, I think their names were. I didn't say hi, because there's a very low chance that I will ever see them again. But they seemed nice. 
Alright. There was also something else Vance mentioned as we were walking earlier today. Uh, I think there was like a prophecy or something like that. But then, but then, we heard that Troka was coming in. So then we very excitedly, but also very slowly, walked over to where you guys were going to be. Alright. Anything else new happening? Have you tried the Plumango yet? It's good. Oh, that's good. I thought that one would be a success. I feel like mangoes are just, like, enhanced by the purpleness of plums, you know? <laughs> yep. Dungeons & Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percy Hornack, and Nick Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel-Dean. Irremediably Home, our Apocalypse World campaign, features John John Johnson as the writer and master of ceremonies, Percy Hornack as Vance Holiday, T.P. Huth as Vector, Elamok as AZ Honey, and Dex Fan as Sydney Thorpe. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at DN Drama Nerds and on Facebook at Dungeons and Drama Nerds. For cast bios, head to our website, DungeonsandDramaNerds.com. Tune in next week for a new commentary episode.